Hey everyone, it's Nicole Snow over at Darian Yarn and you might be tuning in for Wind Down Wednesday or maybe you're going to tune into our, we're going to rebrand Wind Down Wednesday and we're going to call it the Made with Love Experiment. Um, it was an idea that Erica and I were tossing around here. Um, you know, Wind Down Wednesday is cool, but we're, um, we're sort of not doing these live like we used to just to work around people's schedules and ensuring that we're delivering you great content. So um, we're kind of rebranding Wind Down Wednesday, calling it the Made with Love Experiment. And it's this idea where, you know, the, the idea of a, an experiment, right, is to, to produce discovery and, and to get it really deep into discovery. And um, the purpose of this whole podcast or show, depending on how you're watching it, is a discovery of what it means to have it all. And as people who are creative, um, that can be this sort of fight with what society tells you is supposed to ha mean to have it all. Um, and we're here to just share our stories and experiences. Um, so yeah, so on our, our newly branded kicked off show, um, mm -hmm. I have Ellie Price with me. Uh, she's over in Utah. Um, she has a really, um, a really cool story and I love her Instagram. It's like, I feel like I want to go rock climbing and then also, um, and then also like crochet at the same time. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> I have like my calendar going up here. So this is like the messiness of having, um, of having your own business and having things go off all around, around you. Um, so Ellie, welcome. Thank you. I'm here yeah. with my wine. Yeah, and yes, we, but we still have our wine. I mean, we still have oh, to stay true to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and everyone, I'm going to apologize in advance for my voice. I have fought a cold, and now it's just the voice is gone forever. <laughs> That's going to be gone for another two weeks. That's generally how it goes in my world. So <laughs> we have some we have some some liquid courage though to help us along. So Ellie, um, we wanted you to, to like join us and like tell your story. You work with us to design to design projects. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, tell us a little bit about like your experience crocheting, but really, you know, in this idea of like with our rebrand to discover what it means to have it all. Like it looks like according to Instagram, you lead a, a pretty cool <laughs> life hiking up the side of mountains all the time with your husband. So mm -hmm. I think our listeners and our viewers are going to be really interested to hear your story. So um, tell us a little bit about your crafting. Tell us a little bit about your like your life because you have like you really have a life going on here. Yeah. Um, okay. So my crafting, I've been crushing for a long time, although it was really in college that it became kind of like a stress reliever um, and a creativity outlet that I felt like would work at the age I was at that didn't involve glue and <laughs> other things. Oh, I was, yeah. yeah, I was homeschooled until high school. So I spent a lot of time alone crafting. Um, and so in college, that was kind of like turned into crocheting only. Um, and then I would look at all these blogs and as the years went by after college, I would think about like, wow, that would be super cool to share my own designs, even though I hadn't really designed anything yet. Um, and just like kind of also part of it was like connecting with the community, like doing things like this interview and, um, even the Instagram I'm finding is like the biggest part of it to me is connecting with other makers and not having it be such a solo, um, you know, thing. I love that part of it. So that was really interesting to me, but I just, I wasn't really sure how to do it. And the, the time in my life, I was enjoying my job and meeting my husband and we were getting married. Um, but then after we got married, we decided to take a year long honeymoon road trip. So we both quit our jobs and lived out of a minivan. Um, so what did you do before you took this, before you took your year long honeymoon? 
Uh, I was in grad school and I was working in a high school. So okay. I have a, a master's degree in science education, informal science education. So being an outdoor educator is kind of my goal. Um, and so I was pursuing, you know, jobs at the same time as taking my, my master's courses that would kind of put me in that position. But um, right when I finished, we decided it was a good time to just take a year off and travel. Um, we lived very frugally. We bought a van for $900, um, put a $100 futon in the back, and then just lived out of it. I think the biggest purchase we made was this $200 cooler that was actually ideal <laughs> for where we were, which was like Baja in the That's desert. Crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Um, so other than the other biggest part of my life, other than really being creative is um, the outdoors. And so climbing is a big thing and um, hiking and backpacking. And so we basically just climbed and backpacked for a full year. But during that time, I had more time to crochet than ever. And I had more time, you know, unplugged because most of the time we just didn't have internet oftentimes. So I had more time to sort of be making up my own designs for the first time. Um, and when I got done, I thought, wow, that was that was fantastic. Like, how do I keep doing this? But I also knew I had just gotten this master's and I kind of wanted to pursue my outdoor um, education. So we moved to Bellingham and we got, he got a job again and, and I got a job also. And so we worked for a year, um, but we really missed the flexibility of the van. We really missed traveling. Um, I love to travel. I didn't really grow up traveling that much. Um, was it weird to like live with your husband in like a van? Like you guys are- was it weird? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't actually live together either before we got married. Okay, so that's like that's like trial by fire there, my friend. Like It was, it was. I mean, you're sort of like three feet away from the person 100% of the time. <laughs> like, uh, except for when you're outside, which the weather was always great. So, because we would just leave if it was raining. Because um, living in a van in the rain is no fun. It was good. Um, it was really good because we'd have a problem and instead of, as all people do and instead of like I gotta go to work like we'll talk about this later it'd be like well let's just we're just gonna sit here and talk about it because like we're the only two people around and we really gotta kind of figure this out if we're gonna like you know climb together later today or like drive together you know it's like um and we we saw lots of family during that year my both of my cousins actually do really similar things they live out of vans and travel and so they they would come and meet us and um we have lots of climbing friends, so they'd come out and meet us too, and uh, it was a blast. But the the minimalism and the lack of internet and the lack of pressures was was just great, especially as newly married people. It was really really good. Think, like so, like the no internet thing is um, it's it's very romantic to me. I went on a uh, a fishing trip with my husband to Montana. Yeah, yeah. And, like we had our phones the whole way. I'm checking my email, and then like we pull onto the road, and it was like another. It was like a three three miles in off like the main road and like just went dead. It was like yeah. kind of went into like the first ring of hell and there was no more service, right? And I went like, oh, it's that kind of vacation. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like <laughs> I didn't download any music for this. Like oh shoot, yeah, you gotta be prepared. <laughs> yeah, no, did not have any music. And um and so it got like and it was I was really like nervous at first. Mm -hmm. But then it was like oh my god this is incredible and like I didn't miss it. it was actually one of those times where it was like oh this must this must be what it was like to be a pioneer or something mm -hmm. um do you like go because I can't wait to actually get back to a place again where I really truly have no internet connection I feel yeah. like 
you know, even when you fly, like flying used to be one of those like places where you can escape. Yeah. Now you just hop on your app and you have internet, but like, how often do you find yourself having to sort of go back to that place to sort of get a reset, like a mental reset? Um, I mean, the thing is, is that I probably wouldn't choose it. Like I'm kind of addicted. I love Instagram. Like I love it, but I love climbing and backpacking more. And so I am constantly putting myself in the situation where I, I don't have it because of the things I like to do. And so, I mean, probably multiple times a week, the whole day or the weekend, we just won't have service. Um, so it's like a very regular part of my life, but then it's very punctuated, but then we'll come back to, um, back into service or find Wi-Fi or, um, and this iteration of travel is, um, we're in Airbnbs now. So we're not living out of a van. Oh, you anymore. stepped your game up. We did. We did. I call it Airbnb life. Um, there's a lot more showering. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> not so many baby wipes, right? Yeah. Oh, I still have a lot of baby wipes. Those are so good. <laughs> they are so good. No, I, um, it's funny cause I, I did another uh, interview earlier today and, um, and one of the things that was brought up on that was, you know, I just have to like put my phone down so I can mm-hmm. focus on creating. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's interesting, like to have two people in the same day sort of go to this place, like, oh, you know, this actually enhanced my creative side of things. Totally, um, totally. And I wrote this whole blog post about how when I'm belaying, so when you're, when you're rock climbing, there's usually two people and one person is feeding out the rope and the other person's climbing and, and you kind of switch roles. So when I'm called belaying, when I'm belaying my husband, it can be oftentimes he's out of sight and out of sound. And I'm, you know, conscious of the rope, but there's not a lot else happening. And I find, and my hands are occupied um, and there's nothing else going on. And I find that that is like when I'm like, oh, that's like the next crochet pattern I'm going to make, or like, oh, that's a blog post I'm going to do. Like it's somehow like I'm, I'm, my attention is being grabbed enough. It's kind of like driving for me. My attention is being grabbed enough by like what I'm doing, but I can't do anything else. So my mind wanders in this like really specific way. Backpacking is kind of similar to um, yeah. that I find super helpful to the blogging. So um, with your, so you want to be an educator. Mm-hmm. Um, describe, describe to me like what, because I'm not super familiar and I think it'd be interesting for our listeners to get like an understanding of, you know, your goal in terms of education with the outdoors, what does that look like? Um, I mean, my end goal would be to take people with disabilities outside. That would be my pinnacle of um, that kind of career. So when I was working in a high school, while I was getting my master's, I was working with students with disabilities because I wanted to have more experience around that. which when I was reading your site and how you offer some positions and work with that um, uh, nonprofit who helps people with disabilities, I thought that yeah. was really wonderful. Cause that is a, that's all the volunteer work I end up doing and all the, my passions kind of lie with um, helping out that community. So that would be kind of the pinnacle of what I am interested in. And so um, I don't know what lies in the future for me, but my position the year before when I, we came back to Bellingham and I worked full time um, was not students with disabilities, but it was students who um, came from families. They were the first generation college students. So they came from families who hadn't gone to college. And so I was working with a population that I was really interested in helping out too. Um, basically getting people outside who don't often get the same chance to get outside as other people and as, I, as I've gotten a chance to. 
what have you seen it like as being um like yeah it, it, you're outside all the time but like what do you see is the transformation from someone from someone who might be from one of those um those groups right mm -hmm. even like i don't know like a day or a week like what are some what are the results that you see in them mm -hmm. um that maybe would be great for someone again in the spirit of trying to discover what it means to have it all like mm -hmm. what can we kind of extract from that yeah um personally i face a lot of fears while i'm climbing i mean i, I joke that i end up crying on mountains all the time and it's really true <laughs> it's like not like i'm just like up there like glamour shots like oftentimes i'm like crying. it looks like it though because you're you're <laughs> going on yeah i mean oftentimes it's you know it's like nice easy fun climbs and we're having an easier day but a lot of times it's like i'm really tired or i'm doing something scary or i'm leading and it's terrifying and then i'm and then i'm crying and i'm like pushed past my limit but it's one of the only places that I feel like I do push past my limits in that kind of like raw way. And so I think with students too, and younger, especially younger people, it kind of pushes them out of their comfort zone and gives them a different perspective. Um, so like we had students who had never been hiking before last year. Um, there was a student who lived in kind of more the interior of Washington and had never swam in the ocean before and thought that was like, Kind of this like exotic really great sounding thing but they were really scared of the water and, and especially salt water and um and we did a couple field trips out and by the time we we're at, at the end of the program they jumped in and that was like really exciting kind of like a just conquering fears um that's cool i think that's the biggest the biggest part i see is is um yeah you, i mean there's like public speaking fears and there's like you know test fears and those kinds of things but then there's almost like this raw fear in the outdoors and um i love that it gives people like a way to apply that to other parts of their life too when they get home yeah i think fear is a very complex mm -hmm. everyone's talking about oh like don't be fear-based and like mm -hmm. what does that really mean right and you know it sounds to me like and i never thought about this before until you're talking about it but you know when you're actually doing these push like these very real life push throughs mm -hmm. creates this empowerment around you you know like i could sit here and, and say okay I, i'm fearful of my inbox which you know mm -hmm. okay i have some scary emails in there right but okay it's email like let's not get carried away here or whatever it is like in my paper pushing life right mm -hmm. but um to actually physically push past like very you know oh my god this is like a real fear jumping so in the ocean and mm -hmm. i'm like okay so many things could go wrong <laughs> but um I, I i just think i think that's so interesting because it can it can help you exercise we talk about exercising our muscles here in different like emotional and mental spots in our life mm -hmm. to get mm -hmm. that muscle strong as an entrepreneur i think that that could be very very useful right yeah yeah facing fears and then um and then climbing is such a partner-based activity that i think that the outdoors and especially climbing or backpacking or anything anytime you're you know relying on somebody else it just builds like friendships and companionships in ways that i haven't really had the chance to to do elsewhere um and so i, I love that too that part of it do you um do you recommend people who are maybe on the verge of married newlyweds or anything like that to go and live in a van with someone for a year <laughs> yeah i do um yeah. i think it was perfect i I loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it's not for everyone. It was 
small spaces. Um, probably the biggest fights we had were over food. <laughs> like, like if food would go bad or not, my husband like refuses to let food go bad. So he'd be like eating nearly bad food. And I'd just be like, oh my gosh. Um, like, I don't know, you kind of just narrow it down to like this day to day activities and really get right to the root of it. Cause you can't really hide around. Like I had a hard day at work or like something. Right. It's just like, you're bothering me because of this reason. But it's right. great. You probably set up a great foundation like for your marriage though that you don't, you, you don't, you're, I don't want to be like, you're too young to realize this, but I like, I I'm, I'm relating a little bit. I'm pretty young. I'm, I'm in my late twenties. Yeah. Okay. So like I, um, I remember when I was in the, the air force and my husband was still in college, but we were engaged mm -hmm. back in the day when you had to pay by the minute with your phone, it wasn't like these unlimited minute plans. Mm -hmm. Log 6,500 minutes a month. So oh I my gosh. Duty and I would get my earpiece in and we would just go through the rest of our day together because we were separate across the country. Yeah. And I'll tell you though, that was like the, um, that was like the foundation of our marriage or mm -hmm. these like two years of just spending time on the phone, yeah. you know, laundry and stuff together. So I could see it being like, you know, this is very intimate, close experiences. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think, I think that's so cool. Have you ever crocheted and hiked? I've seen people when I've gone I hiking. Do all the time. Yeah. Do you? Oh, like literally while I'm walking. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, not always hiking though. It depends on the trail, but I do. Yes. I have walked across town crocheting out of my bag for sure. <laughs> so, um, so you're in Utah right now, right? Yes. Yes. Southern Utah. And you're in, we were talking about this, La Verkin. La Verkin. Yes. And I, I wish I could show you the rest of this Airbnb. Um, I have this lovely sheet behind me, mostly to hide the craziness. It's like being in one of those curio shops or like, um, collectible shops. Like uh -huh. there's like dolls, and porcelain things and like pictures and there's a six foot tall sarcophagus pharaoh in the living room with um dvds in it and um oh. there's like a, a moose head over here and that's crazy anyways yes it's one of our airbnbs is, is in la Verkin. oh interestante <laughs> i don't know if i could uh it, it seems like a lot of dusting to do you know right? <laughs> you know we don't have to do it. We were here for one, we've been here for one month. So this newest uh, travel plan has basically been spending a month in each location. Um, my husband has a remote job. He's a software engineer and I've been blogging. And so we wanted to have places where we had internet. So no van this time, but, but yes, La Verkin is very close to St. George, which people usually know more. Yeah. Yeah. It's really close to Zion National Park. That's I'm like, I don't know you, but I'm so proud and happy for you because I, I, it's just, it's so, I think it's very, it's really inspirational to see what you're doing. Like it, you're, you're utilizing technology to live your version of your best life. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, it's so available to us and we don't realize it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, my, I don't know if you know a little bit of my backstory and, and this is about you, but I just see so many parallels for the yeah. first. 10 years of, well, I should, it was probably like nine years of my marriage. I just moved to, because of my husband's job. So I lived mm. like all over California. I lived in Utah. I lived up in Alaska and we just bounced, bounced, bounced all over the place. Like maybe six months in each place. And I started yeah. darn good yarn. Yeah. And like, and so I just had to like move this inventory with me. Like, and it was, that's what it was. And it was crazy. That's awesome. Um, but it was like, I look back at my twenties and I, I have to smile because I go like, 
man, we, I can't believe we did that, but I'm so glad we did that. And we did it together and we built that story. Um, and it was cool. You know, it was like our curation of what happy was. Um, that's cool. Um, so in terms of like what you're actually like, tell us a little bit about your, cause I think your product mix is really interesting too. So for the makers who are listening right now, um, this is like, this is where you have to turn the volume up a little bit. So Ellie, you make like, you make a lot of chalk bags, which I are so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I want to like, tell, tell, tell our listeners and um, our, our people watching, like, you know, where you're selling and where you're coming up with the designs and feel free to show, cause I know you have a couple of your designs. I do, yeah. Like, um, and, and, and I'll just, and I'll preface it to like, we'll put, um, we'll put your Instagram handle up, um, up to it's, it's hook yarn carabiner. Mm -hmm. All the word, of course, that's how handles work. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm so 1987 sometimes. <laughs> so hook yarn carabiner, but you're going to see some like, thank you, Erica. Erica is like great. Erica's right off screen here. She's like, you can pop in. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> she just she's just my glass because she sees But, you know, I love, I'm not dissing on other people, but I love when I see things that are just so unique. I've never seen like chalk bags. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'd love to see these honestly mass produced and sold in, uh, in like, uh, like an REI. Cause that would be so bad. I'll um, help with that if you want, when we're off, when we're off screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah so hook yarn carabiner. So, um, the carabiner part is as important to me as the hook and the yarn. So carabiners are something you use when you're climbing and you're, you clip, clip things with them. Um, it was actually kind of a, supposed to be a pun, like, hook line sinker but it's i don't think anyone knows that <laughs> i got it i, I got oh, okay, it okay good okay yeah. good crochet <laughs> oh no like hook line and sinker hook yeah hook line, beaner. Well, hook, yes it's fine it doesn't matter it conveys the message hooks yarns carabiners um yeah so i mean a lot of my designs are like the chalk bags and they're things like wow, I want to either inspire people to get outside or I want to inspire people to take these things outside and not have, not have crocheted things be so like, um, you know, I'm wearing something crocheted. It can't get like dirty or, you know, like <laughs> it's yeah. made with yarn. Like that's why I loved your, um, but anyways, I'll, I'll go into that later. But um, I love washable yarn. I think that's great. <laughs> Throw it in the washing machine. Um, so I started out thinking actually that I would pretty much only make chalk bags and chalk bags are for people on the podcast are um, when you're climbing, your hands get sweaty and just like a gymnast, you want chalk on your hands. So you have this little bag that hangs off your harness or your waist and then you can, you can fill it. So um, I had made these chalk bags, just made up my own patterns years ago, um, like a little shark and um, octopus and stuff. And so originally I thought, well, I'll just mostly, make these chalk bags and I have a carrot shaped one right here um so it's this is like the little waistband and this is you know you cinch it close so you can keep your chalk inside there but it'll open up and then you can put your hand in um and I think that they're hilarious when they're shaped like things you know like my oh I think they're fantastic <laughs> like I just think it's so funny um yeah so this is my carrot one Erica so, says she wants one as a purse I, yeah, and a lot and of people I agree. Said, I think they're super cool. A lot of people have said things um, like making like kids backpacks or something. I, I have this thing where I, I won't make any 
or mostly won't make any children's things because I, I will one day have a child and then I feel like I'm going to explode with that. But right now I'm kind of like I rein it in and try to do things <laughs> that are not not children um, focused. But, you know, just through starting the blog and learning new techniques and um, I just started making all these other things and and I, I just love taking them outside. Basically, that's my goal. They're um they're so they're so cute and if anyone's listening um so the carrot one like really truly looks like a carrot and then there's <laughs> like you sort of chained it looked like the um, mm -hmm. the carrot greens the carrot greens they're they're mm -hmm. they're awesome what are some other ones you've made uh so the uh, I think my favorite is the octopus um which has these great curly legs coming down and the first one I made for my mother-in-law who climbs had you know like twelve inch long. <laughs> curly legs which made quite a heavy chalk bag so she she still climbs it all the time and gets lots of oh that's fantastic I made a little I made one with more like six six inch five inch long um little curly legs coming down and um I have a watermelon shaped one I have a I rainbow. Love, we love that one we love that Watermelon's one very cute I have a rainbow pride one that I made during pride month in June um and then I have the um shark and then the dinosaur shaped one too I like and there's, um, I'm kind of on a fruit vegetable kick, so there's a raspberry one coming soon, and um, probably a strawberry. We'll see how that goes. They're, they're so, they're so cool, and it's like, it's just, it's like, I'm totally into scarves and hats, and mm -hmm. like this, the whole fiber community. But like these, these chalk bags are so freaking cute. Like, like it makes me want to go out and learn how to climb. <laughs> and I, and I want I people who climb. I want people who climb to, to learn how to make their own too. Like I get a lot of questions about commissions um, and I would like consider it, but I don't, I don't ever do markets um, and I don't ever like mass create because to me the, the design and like making the one or two copies of it is really the like joy to me. Um, and so I just kind of want to move on to the next one. And so I haven't made them for people, but I, I really want people to, to make them for themselves and like, you know, um, and I've had a couple of friends since I started, you know, I only started four or five months ago, you know, say like, well, I, I'm trying crochet out now and like I've taken it up and because <laughs> you won't make me this chalk bag, I'm going to try to like make it myself. So <laughs> a rough friend. No, I think that's <laughs> like, I'm going to make it for you. You need to learn the art of crochet and you need to figure it out <laughs> on your own. That's a friend. Um, I'm just going to call you on that one. <laughs> you're going to you're going to get a meditative response to it and it's going to make you a better person <laughs> I know it. <laughs> it's it's so it's so cool and uh, like I just I'm, I'm just loving your Instagram and like um I can't wait you guys have to like totally check out um check out Ellie's um Instagram feed it's just it's so cool and like for just only doing it four or five months like you know what the hell you're doing and I I there's well, I feel so like I don't but I appreciate that <laughs> no but you, I mean because you you're being, you can tell you're being really raw with the photos. They're not overly contrived. I think sometimes it's like, you know, I was talking about censorship um, in the earlier episode mm. and you could try to censor and like make it really perfect, but you're just kind of going, like I could tell like you're even your last post going with the flow of nature and it winds up being more perfect and just mm -hmm. saying, okay, I'm going to sit down here on this, you know, on this rock and take this great photo and cool. And we're going to roll with it. <laughs> and it's like, it's, that's all it needs to be. And I, I like, I, I love that. Cause that's, I used to remember, well, and I still read, I still deal with this is like, okay, do we be super professional? Mm -hmm. not in a neg I'm not saying this in a negative way. It's like, do we try to be like everyone else on Instagram and have these very mm -hmm. like 
perfect, perfect, perfect shots? Or do you just kind of like go with it? And the, the going with it is really what creates memorable brands that really resonate with us. Like I look at this and I'm like, oh my gosh, like the fact that I want to go learn how to climb, you know, is, is it, that to me is, is that I'm having that reaction tells me that you're doing a great job. You know, Mark. I appreciate that. That's nice. So you worked on a project with us. Tell us a little bit about that project. I have it next to me. Well, so I was very excited about the t-shirt yarn, like I said, for mm -hmm. washability. Um, and I just like that. I think that yarn's soft and like nice to use. So um, I, I wanted to make something. Oh, I do a lot of mountain biking too. So my idea was that I wanted to make a fanny pack. And I had this idea a long time ago, but I haven't found the right yarn yet. So then when I made this collaboration with you guys, and I saw your yarn, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, so I wanted to make a fanny pack that was washable and you would like not be afraid to literally like take on your mountain bike or take on your hike or whatever and like go outside. Um, and so I have it here. So I started with a zipper at the top mm -hmm. and did that technique where you sew around the edges um, and then start crocheting from the bottom. And then I just have this really simple, big, thick, uh, woven belt and cool. it's kind of attached by these two guides and then you just pop it on and I took it out mountain biking then taking it out walking around it'll fit like your sunglasses and your wallet and my bar I always have bars when I'm out biking um, yeah so that was super fun to make and super fun to have something that's like the epitome of what I feel like my brand is which is like get it like go outside I'm gonna laugh at you because I have my bars too but I have the extreme sport of um of uh Ooh. yeah i have my i have my organic um yum bars is but i have the extreme sport of running a company <laughs> no mountain biking for nicole anymore <laughs> nice nice that's great yeah i don't it's good and bad you're living a great life i think there's, there's a lot of inspiration in like you know in terms of getting outside and um i, I just i just love what you're doing and i think you know i think a lot of us even if it means just stopping you know so I think it's great that you're in, like, you know, you're able to move around. Some people like, you know, you might have, you have your kids in school and all this, mm -hmm. but stopping and taking a walk, getting outside mm -hmm. and having, really? putting away the technology, I think is, a, is an important lesson. I did that last week with Anna and we just took a little walk together. Okay. I had my phone because I was taking pictures because she's like, <laughs> but it was like, I remember that, you know, like how many things do we do during our day now? Cause technology is so much a part of it. And you're like, what did I just do today? And mm -hmm. it's when you step outside and you can smell the air and you have sun hitting you. And it's that to me is like what being human's about. And there's a connection, right. With, um, crafting, it kind of brings you back to this place of what it means to be human. Totally. Um, totally. And I think you, you're, you're, you're really starting to create this bridge and, and this conversation between nature and creating. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. And I know not, not everyone can, you know, travel around the Southwest and um, do these things that we do. I feel very grateful that both my husband and I are able to work remotely and able to do this. Um, we own a house and we're renting it out while we're gone. So we'll come back to it and live in it when we get back. But um, even when I live in Bellingham, you know, it just like, just like walking to the store instead of driving or, you know, anything I can do that adds that, you know, outdoors part back into it. That's a great, that's a great point. I mean, just, just try to get outside in some way. Um, mm -hmm. Even when it's cold, right? Cause I said, there's no, there's no, yeah. bad weather, right. There's only bad clothes. Um, I think. <laughs> totally. In the north, well, in the north, yeah. 
<laughs> I live in Washington. It rains a lot. <laughs> yeah, we get crappy weather here too. It's just like go get a good coat and some good boots and mm-hmm. a scarf, right? That you're going to make yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one thing that people are often surprised to learn about you, aside from living in a van? Yes, with your husband. What's like? What's something else that people will be really surprised to learn about you? Um. Maybe that uh, my undergraduate degree was in marine biology, um, and that was like my main focus. And in fact, I have this idea to do a series of amogrammy. Um, I always forget how to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> and do kind of like intense sea animals that are like maybe not as well known as just like a fish, but like really specific, and then have like fun facts about them. Um, Anyways, because I have some favorites, but I have this marine biology background and that was like my passion for a long time. And I worked in um, the Burke Museum, which is like Washington's main natural history museum. And I was um, in this huge fish collection and it was basically a fish library. And so I spent my time literally pulling fish out of jars, packaging them up and mailing them off to researchers. And then like getting them in, taking samples and like putting them back on the shelf. it's hilarious. I mean, it's like that's two million your job. That's cool. Fish and jars, and that was like my job for like four years. Like the and and last two years of college, and then two years after college was um, working in this in this fish collection, which was which was pretty great. And it, Wait, I have I, to ask the I have to ask the really dumb question though. Like yeah. they were dead, right? They're yeah, they're pickled. They're they're um they're in alcohol. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's like a museum. Like, you know, you see some things on display, but usually in the back, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of these samples. And so I would be working in like the basement level with just like, you know, you're like moving these compactor shelves, these gigantic shelves, just full of jars and jars of dead fish and just be like me with my podcast, like down there, <laughs> moving things around. You have lived a very interesting life. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like so happy and proud for you. <laughs> so cool. Um, so I know that, uh, some people really like to get some tips. So our makers out there, like, do you have any tips for crocheters or people who are designing patterns or, or anything like that? Cause you, you, you kind of figured out a nice little niche for yourself. even though- Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think probably like making the things you like is, seems really important. Um, because I love making chalk bags. I think they're so fun. They're like, the right size like they take like a day for me to make um and i have these like longer ongoing projects that are like you know sweaters or like scarves and i'm learning to love those but they're like a little i still have never made a blanket and i don't know if i ever will (laughs) one day (laughs) we'll see um so i think just like making what you like and then finding the people that also like that because i wasn't sure how many people would be interested in like chalk bags, but it turns out I get like a lot of enough personal messages from people that it kind of like keeps me going and, and makes me excited to make more of them. But it's like the thing that I want to make is, is like these chalk bags, even though it's a little bit like of a narrow, um, target audience. Um, so that part's really fun. That's cool. This is, uh, this has been really interesting and and I think very inspirational. Like, you know, if nothing else, I'll go out and take a couple more walks with my daughter. <laughs> you know, like, again, you just, you have to find, like, the little things that work within, you yeah, know, the ecosystem, and um, I think this is cool. Um, I always like to end every show with, uh, what's the one piece of advice that you've received that has been the best piece of advice for you? 
Um, definitely consistency. I was given that advice. I reached out to some bigger bloggers right when I started and just like sent them some personal emails and, and a lot of them responded, which was really nice. Um, cause I know they're busy. <laughs> um, and most people just said like, stay consistent, like continue to make things weekly or whatever schedule you're on, like keep, keep that up and don't necessarily falter even if you're not getting like all the feedback and like but it does, it takes a long time to grow. Like I find when I put things on Pinterest, like Pinterest takes like months to sort of like get the snowball effect. And so um, reading all that advice before I even started made me like kind of ready to just push through these like six months and kind of just keep going whether mm -hmm. or not um, I receive feedback. And, and I do receive feedback. Like I, um, I love getting little notes and, and comments from people and stuff. And it's like enough, you know, to kind of keep going and it's great. Yeah, it's just enough of a drug, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this has been really this has been a, a really fun interview. It was really nice to get to know you. Oh, and, it's nice um, to meet you. This has been this has been great. Um, yeah, if anyone has any questions or comments or you want me to do a follow up and you have additional questions, just feel free to message us. Look, you finished your wine. I know, uh, just in time. Downloaded a pro. Yeah, I had to refill, so <laughs> I'm on glass number two now. So I'm nice and. Nice and lit. <laughs> so I had like no lunch today. This is what happens. You know, I told everyone, I told everyone, I'm, I'm like trying to outro here and it's not happening. I'm like, I swear, I when I do these, I will eat lunch. I barely ate lunch today. I'm on an empty oh, stomach. Gosh. Now it's a slippery slope into the end of the night. All right. Okay, I had notches for the third day in a row. <laughs> Once again. Wait until you hit 30 and that metabolism just shuts off. And it's like, <laughs> you ate one nacho with one, one piece of cheese on it and jalapeno and you just gained four pounds. And I have to bike 30 miles probably after that. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that's the watch. All right. Um, but th this has been a lot of fun. But if anyone has comments, you want me to bring Ellie back on, um, we can do that. I'm sure this was t tons of fun. We can do this again. Just email us, info at darngoodyarn.com, or you can hit us up on any of our handles. Instagram is darngoodyarn. Uh, Facebook is uh, Facebook slash DG Yarn. Um, and then we'll put all of your handles and how to contact you up on our show notes here. This has been a ton of fun, so I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah.